Good morning, everybody. We're going to do a podcast. Chris, what's up? Hey, I'm doing pretty good this morning. Right on. It's, uh, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hump day. Hump day. That's right. So are Tuesday. you one of the people that look uh, forward to uh, the, the weekend? You, uh, you know, I don't really count down to it like that, but um, I do look forward to getting past Tuesdays. I don't know what it is, but Tuesdays always seem like they're the busiest day of the week. Yeah, yesterday was cranking for both of us. Yeah, it um, it tends to it. I think it's the day you know people like they just kind of get in gear on Tuesdays and and everything starts to happen. Absolutely, yeah. It it. Yeah, well, Mondays, you want to ignore the fact that the weekend's behind you. <laughs> Fridays, a, lot of, a lot of people, Fridays, really Thursday night starts the weekend. So, yep. you know, really, I mean, you know, so, well, I can't complain. I, I, I My uniform today in the shop is flip-flops. So, you know, life's <laughs> pretty rough, right? Shane, what, what's up, bud? Hey, How's what's it? up, man? How are you? Good. So, uh Chris, I've seen it, I've seen this shirt before. You probably have. This is one I've had for a while, but um, you know, this is a cool car. This is the uh, the the Red Pig is what it's called, and um, I can't remember the year, late sixties, early seventies, but it's a a Mercedes three hundred SEL, and it is it's a it's got a six point eight liter AMG motor in it, and it's. It's kind of credited as being the first AMG car. Really? And, uh-huh. And wow. uh, it, it's a race car, and they're they're pretty freaking cool. I actually um, – I should have got it out, but I didn't. I actually just got a Hot Wheels of it recently, too. Well, where'd you find the Hot Wheels? <laughs> that one I had to find on eBay. Did you? <laughs> yep. Wow. What um, – so, so let me ask you this as a car guy. This is to both of you. Is the modern day a twenty, you know, twenty twenty one, whatever, C class, Mercedes, AMG, truly an AMG? Hmm. Man, i i love I love the AMG series from Mercedes and, and the newer ones coming out. Um, I'm not impressed by the performance part, but the interiors on those things are amazing. Like, I mean, all the technology they have, the leather, the stitching, all of it. But the performance, I feel like in the AMG series over the last 10 years has kind of went downhill. I think they're focusing more on the comfort. Yeah. Chris, what would you say? And I'll, and then I'll uh, you my- know, I mean, I, I think anytime you can get that big of powerful engine in a sedan like that, especially a smaller sedan in the C-Class, I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a German muscle car. That's what's unique about the AMG stuff. They're German muscle cars, you know, BMW M stuff. Uh, they're cool, but they're not muscle cars in the same way. So that's cool. I, you know, I just think that they have to, if you're going to have the the AMG badge, you better have 400 plus horsepower. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, especially in the modern day, I mean, anything worth performance wise has 400 horsepower. Right. I yeah. Mean, unless you're a tiny car, you know, the displacement of horsepower to weight. But uh, so, Chris, you didn't ask me about my shirt. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I didn't. Um, tell us about your shirt, Rennie. This is a, our buddy <laughs> over here. This is uh, this is our local gym. Uh, he's a mafia member. And so Rich owns a gym. Now, this used to be the 300 pound club, meaning he had a bench at least 300. 
to get the shirt, but now uh, the gym's become so popular, he just sells them. Oh, I was going to say, do, do, they, do they make a version for guys that are 300 pounds? Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there's some, there's some huge, it's a, it's a meat gym, man. I mean, it's a good all around gym. You know, we have everybody from, uh, you know, teenagers to, to, uh, silver sneakers, senior citizens. Uh, but you get in there at a certain time and it's a, it's a hardcore, you know, 250 pound, $300 pound dumbbells, uh, sitting on the ground being pushed around. But, uh, one of the biggest guys that 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 uh, really really good friend of mine. He he, he recently um, moved out of the the golden communist state of Tennessee, <laughs> uh, and moved to Tennessee, and so he was just a a beast. But uh, Shane, you've spent some time in the in the gym here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the three hundred pound club, I hit three ten yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, two rep, two reps on a bench. Yeah, first time getting over three hundred pounds and probably shoot twenty years now. So, uh, yeah, it was it was good, man, and it it felt easy. I felt like I could have done it three more times. You know, I was uh, matter of fact, Richmond and I were just talking about this. Is we I was in the gym almost exactly two years ago, is when I had my shoulder injury, and I pushed three sixty five up for two reps. Pretty pretty, I could have got three easy, and literally. Uh, uh, we, we, we closed on our property. We, we did all the flooring. I went back in. I hadn't worked out about two weeks. So I was just doing a warm up set, but Robin was here from Hawaii. Right. You know, and he's a pretty physically fit guy. Yeah. So I, I decided not to warm up that much and decided to just, you know, just show him what an old man can do. <laughs> and the old, when I did it, I tore my shoulder. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> almost exactly two, two years ago this week. So, so, Hey, uh, you know, we want to thank uh, PNS and Double Black for sponsoring today. We got a really cool, um, we got a really cool subject. Before we do that, though, is listen. I, I want to qualify this because we're going to go into stuff, some stuff that might you might take offense to. So I'm going to qualify it, and it's not because you guys are sensitive. I just want to make sure that you guys understand this isn't targeted to you guys that are struggling that are brand new. Uh, these, this is if, you know, if you're if you're five years in business or under. And, and you know where you're at in business, this isn't towards you. Uh, I, we, Everybody that's on this phone call has one thing in common, all three of us. We've started enterprises. We manage enterprises. And so we know what it is. And Shane, when I met you, you were in a different place than you are now. I mean, I've watched you grow and prosper. And yeah. So I've really been an advocate <clears throat> of what we're going to talk about. You were you're real, you realized, um, you know, that, that you couldn't, you couldn't fake it till you make it, you know, type of thing. Yep. And uh, yeah. the other thing is <clears throat> this guy right here, man, I'll tell you guys right now, I'm not going to say the number, but the amount of real estate and the amount of cash that this homeboy has been able to put away and the amount of business expanding has been unfreaking believable, you know, in the last few years. So I know him to be for facts. So, I, I don't want, you know, haters are going to be haters. And the guys that are going to hate us after this are the ones that feel guilty for it. Yep. Simple as that. But it's not targeted at you guys. <clears throat> it is targeted. I'm going to tell you. I've, we've got, there's a reason why we're going to talk about this. And it's not the first time we've talked about it. But Shane and I have got a mutual business associate, so to say. A lot of people don't get to rub elbows with. And, and we do a little bit. And so it came from that and it, and it, so it's you know 
no theories. I'll just say that. Uh, so before we dive into this, is that uh, you know, Shane, introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I'm Shane Mayfield from uh, Perfection Plus Auto Salon. I have two different locations out here in Oregon, uh, one in Redmond and one in Ashland. Uh, I also recently got into tires, wheels, and suspension, uh, a little expansion off of my business. Um, that's very, very new. And then last year, uh, we got into paint protection film and window tinting too. And so um, we're kind of getting into the customization and, and protection uh, aspect of detailing. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been doing this for about 20 years or so. Um, I, I still try to be a, a learn, uh, you know, there's a big learning curve all the time. And, and I always constantly try to learn and evolve and, and get better every, every day. That's kind of my my uh, whole whole uh, uh, mindset when it when it comes to business and life, you know, is, I, is I'm always trying to learn and improve. Yeah, well, and it's evident in your in your business. So let's kick it off. Go ahead and read your post and give some credit out. You know, maybe sure. something about Andy um, before you read it. And then we're going to dive into some topics, you know, on this. But uh, I'm going to let you read because you just put this post up in our our private area, uh, our private member area yesterday, right? Yeah. And, and it was ironic because I was supposed to be up in Northern California and Diane just had surgery, <laughs> neck surgery. And so I didn't want to be away because she's got to have more testing done. Wasn't even supposed to be. It was supposed to be on a podcast up north. And so Chris calls me and we saw I, he mentioned that post. And immediately we got on and said, hey, we got to we got to we got to bring we got to bring him on right now. Shane's got to come in and talk about this. So go for it. Yeah, yeah, it really rang home with me. So this is from uh, Andy Frasilla. If you guys don't follow him, he has a fantastic podcast. He has several books. Um, the guy is the leader in leadership and uh, and business when it when it comes to that. Um, I would encourage anybody out there to listen to him. It'll really change your life and really help you. Um, but I'll read this quick excerpt from him. Uh, this comes from a daily email that you can get from him every day. So you can subscribe to his podcast and then he'll send this out. Um, so I'll go ahead and read it here for you guys. So it says, we all know someone who claims to be a master of their craft right after they get started. Maybe you've been guilty of it before. This is something you have to make yourself very aware of. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a cognitive bias where you greatly overestimate your knowledge or competence in an area, even when you have very little actual experience and expertise. Basically, the moment you think you get it, you're actually just starting to learn. This fake sense of mastery is exactly what holds so many people back from learning and improving on their craft. Real growth comes from the understanding that no matter how much you think you may know, no matter how good you think you may be, no matter what results you've been able to produce, you'll always have a lot more to learn and improve on. This is perfectly represented by the Dunning-Kruger effect. At first, you understand that you don't know shit, but as you take in a lot of information quickly, you start to get a false sense of mastery. Eventually, you start to realize that even though you know a lot more than when you started, you still don't know anything, which humbles you to the, to the long and slow process of true mastery. I promise you this, you aren't as good as you think you are. Keep your head down. You have a lot of work to do to become a true expert. Wow. You know, I'm sitting here, even though I've read that, I mean, Andy's talked about it before on his podcast. And he's, 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 he's talked about it within the group, right? Um, and, you know, I think all of us are guilty of wanting to be something we're not at some point. I'm not telling you, nobody's saying, I don't think, I can't speak for Andy, but when, I, when his words, and I think you guys would agree, he's, he's not telling you not to go out and make it happen. He's just saying that a lot of you guys, you know, a lot of people, you know, most businesses fail, uh, especially, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I qualified that a lot of us are struggling. This isn't aimed at you. 
Um, this is probably the easiest time in, in my life history, in my entrepreneur history, to make it happen than it, it ever has been, maybe ever will be. Um, and it's also very difficult because we've had all these, uh, a word that I've grown to, to hate is the word mandates, you know, mandate. Um, I really can't stand that word. Um, I, I just, well, I can't. And the more, the more the shit goes down, because, you know, if you look at everything that's mandated, you know, your income tax, and, and I'm going to get probably a little colorful. So this is a kid warning right now. Um, <laughs> you know, so you might want to, you might want if there's kids in the room, because I may or may not, I'm going to try to behave. Um, but you know, mandates, <clears throat> listen, we're mandated to pay t income tax. We're mandated to pay gas tax. <clears throat> we're mandated to pay a debt tax. You know, we're mandated to pay property tax. You know, we got all these mandates. And now we've got more mandates of what we can and can't do from representatives that we put into office. They're not our leaders. They're our representatives. And you're the same way is that when you first start out, man, you're representing yourself. You're not leading. You don't know how to lead. Yep. And I'm sorry if you've come up since really, if you've gotten into business since 2012, nine years ago, you haven't seen any real hardships yet. Uh, simple as that. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that you haven't struggled. I'm just saying it's been pretty easy pickings for the last nine years to build shit. And, you know, it, it, and so if you built this thing up and all of a sudden you're the expert, says who? I mean, who's validating that? Right. You know, I mean, seriously. I mean, is your bank account validating that? Do you have shit to show for it? And everybody say, oh, it's not just about money. I'm sorry, dude. This is a freaking business. You went into business because of all those damn mandates I just talked about. Yeah, it, it, it is about money. Is it all about money? No, man. I'll be the first to tell you. You hear me all the time. At some point, you've got to decide between the lifestyle and it and, and killing yourself or or taking the you know the solid you know slow and smooth approach to to building an empire even if it's a micro empire even if it's a one person empire you can still get really wealthy off of that yeah. that makes sense so shane let's go i mean go through that your your master time frame we've got so many people you know when, when you you we've both heard andy you know talk direct you know to you know, a, a very, a very freaking small audience. Right. What do you think he's trying to get across here? Uh, I mean, plain and simple, he's saying do the work. I mean, th it, that's what it really comes down to in, in my opinion is um, it, it's just the grind, man. You gotta, you gotta start from scratch and just go and just work and work and work and work. And just in, in all aspects, I don't mean detailing cars. That's, that's probably the easiest part of this industry is the actual detailing process of the vehicle, right? The business aspect is, is where you have to learn to grind and, and learn to put in the work and make the mistakes and, and figure out the marketing and figure out the employment, figure out the payroll and figure out uh, your systems and your strategies and your market and um, you name it, man. There's so much more to detailing than uh, de having a detailing business than just the cars. I mean, and, and that's what I think a lot of detailers get um, that sense of mastery on is they get really good at detailing cars. So then they they think, 
I can go out and open my own business and not work for somebody else because I'll make more money. Whereas my thought is, and, and I was very fortunate, the guy who taught me detailing, I worked for him for about five to seven years before I even considered opening my own shop and another three before I actually did. And so it gave me a lot of insight from not only detailing cars, but actually running his business. Um, he would literally come in, you know, once a month and just check on me and I ran every aspect of it. And so it taught me a lot of ins and outs about the business, but what I'm noticing nowadays in the detailing industry is guys will go and work at a, a car dealership or they'll work for a private detailer for six months. They get pretty good at detailing cars and then they go, man, why am I making 16 bucks an hour for this guy when I can be making 25 bucks an hour? Or they see the tickets that the guy's getting and they jump out and open their own business because they can detail the car. But there's a huge difference between detailing cars and running a business and operating a business on day-to-day -day operations and building systems and processes that are going to get you to that empire that we talk about, not just establishing it. Basically what you've done is, is create yourself a job because you didn't want to work for somebody else at that point. Absolutely. Which, you know what? I, I mean, I dig. I remember yeah. being a really young person and just couldn't stand working for somebody else. So I created a job, which was what it was, as you just said. The problem was is that I, you know, unless I got really smart and started listening to smart people, that that job was going to turn into a nightmare. Because what happens is real quickly, if you're pretty good, if you are good, and a lot of you are famously uh, famous for saying that how badass you are. Well, if you are that good, what you're going to create is you're going to go from creating a job to a company. And if you're not prepared to have a company and all you were looking at is having a job, you're going to be in trouble. Even yeah. though even the good paying job you created is going to be jeopardized because you're not ready for it. And then that could come with tax liabilities. Listen, you could get yourself a lot of people. Th th this isn't, uh, this isn't a video game. And yeah. all those man mandates that you fuckers, when you, when you vote people in and they put all these freaking mandates on you, guess what? All those mandates, they want, they want their money. They want their shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, a great example in this industry is the 1099s that we always hear about people doing yeah. is subcontracting other people and claiming that they're not employees. Um, well, trust me, I've been down that road. Uh, 2011, I got I, w I was fined almost twenty thousand dollars for 1099ing people, and I had to pay back taxes um, because I try. You know, I didn't understand how employee versus 1099 worked, and so I jumped online, got on a couple Facebook groups, and talked about detailing, and everybody was saying, "Yeah, 1099, blah, blah blah, this and that." So instead of doing my homework, I went out, started 1099, and all my guys to save tax money and then you know uh years later here here comes irs and the state of oregon saying hey you know you can't do that they're they're considered employees because they work for you they use your products they did this and that um and there's really you know honestly people try to skate around with all this different bullshit um, but there's really no way around it man if that person's working for you in your business you're a 1099er and, and that's the biggest you know misconception for me was was uh, getting over that hurdle with the 1099 guys and, and that's just a cheap way out if you can afford a guy if you can afford to hire somebody you can afford the taxes that go along with with that and the payroll and all that other stuff. If you can't, then you shouldn't hire somebody at that point. <laughs> now I'm going to go back. Let's go back to the 1800s. Let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the civil war. Let's go back to the Indian wars. Um, let's go back to all, all the bad shit that was going on back then. Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. A lot of people, you know, look up wild bill. Um, he had a traveling show. Okay. Started something cool. There's also circuses. Circuses go back hundreds of years, right? Let me tell you, as the circuses, let's go to 1950, okay? Uh, the war, you know, World War II is done. Circuses are really popular in America. Uh, massive. There's two, two or three massive circuses that are bringing in 
tens of millions of dollars a year each in the 1950s. Let me tell you, the starters, those, those, those people, that man, that woman, that couple, those partners, is they had a vision. They never dreamed. They never dreamed in that first day that they would get to where they're bringing in millions and millions of dollars at a time from a circus. Yet they were. I can guarantee you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine those two. Those are multi you know multi multi million dollar operations, and you know what I can guarantee you is those founding those founding fathers of those organizations did not go to the clowns for business advice. Yeah, <laughs> but yet all you fuckers go into these unknown territories in these groups with Facebook, and you all pat each other on the damn back, and nothing's confirmed for most of these people. And I'm I'm not saying all the groups are bad. I'm just saying there's a lot of bullshit that you don't see. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people that haven't you haven't done your homework on that person, you know, that you're taking that advice from. And so that guy could be less experienced than you and you're taking his advice and you, you know, and at the end of the day, you need to be doing your own homework on that person, um, you know, and making sure that they understand what they're talking about. And there's guys out there that have great Facebook reps. And, you know, when you meet them in person or you see their, you say, you see their shop or you see something, um, if you've been in this industry long enough, you can, you can see the guys that are pros at this and you can see the guys that are faking it, you know, and, and uh, it, it sticks out to a sore thumb when you, when you, you know, uh, when you, when you've been around here a long time. Absolutely. There's a lot of these, these dudes that like to take and girls, girls are just as guilty now. They like to take and put $50 salads together. They put these big words together. They get a good-looking shop. They get all the right things. You know, they, they're, they're doing and saying all these big tie-in sentences. You know, and, and, and the next thing you know is when hardship comes. I've seen it too many times. They're the first to vaporize. But you know what? They're playing house. They're playing business, and they're not doing it. You better know. I'll tell you, we've got some people that we associate with in our group um, that are just are unreal, that have been through so many cycles of our economy and so many cycles through our industry and so many cycles through their lives. Because let me tell you, is you, you just mentioned, and anybody that's truthful will tell you this, one of the hardest elements is when, you're, when you are an entrepreneur to figure out is getting your damn life in order. Oh, I still struggle with it. And, and um, you know, honestly, uh, coming to your training was the thing that really opened my eyes to, to having a life, not just, you know, my focus was always on success. And, and uh, I don't come from a, from a very good background. I'm not going to go into that part of it. Um, but essentially, like, I'm driven by fear, fear of fear of not having anything, fear of being homeless, fear of fear of not succeeding, you know. And, um, and so I've had to learn to um, have fun in life and to take a break and to go on vacation and all that kind of stuff. Cause at the end of the day, my, my mind says, man, get to work. You, you, you're gonna, you're gonna end up where you were before and I'm not going back oh, yeah. there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look in and I'll say, Hey idiot, man, you just put 10 G's in the bank. Just think if you worked a little harder, you can put 12 G's in the bank. That yeah. little devil that sits right up here, you know, is he gets, he gets both ears, man. So easy. Because of uh, again, the one thing I've never been is homeless. I have never, thank goodness, God's blessed me to where I never, I've never known the fact of. Now I've been close when I was young. Uh, I didn't have ideal living situations, but I did have a, a roof over my head. And I've never been. This is a cool statement. I've never been not loved. Yeah. 
I mean, I always in my life have had amazing people that I could tell you without a doubt love. Even though my mom and I had a rocky time because of a lot of reasons, I always knew she loved me. Yeah. You know, always. But you know what? To get back to this is that, I mean, I know your story. Uh, I know where you've come from. Uh, I know the demons that you and I fought, some similar. Some of yours are a lot deeper than mine. Some of mine are a lot deeper than you. Those put the battle scars on you. You know, right. is or lack of hair, yeah, <laughs> gray hair or chubbiness. Yeah. You yeah, know, Chris must have been through some stuff too. He ain't got no hair either. No, no, no. this is this is bald by choice, guys. Bald by yeah. choice. Listen, if you do it out, he'd be an ape. He's got some um, hair. It's sick. You know, circling back to what you said at the beginning about Andy's message. You know, about the the bottom line was you got to put in the work. Um, but I don't think that message is that you have to work all the time, right? But you do need to, you do need to put in that work, that work on your business, but more importantly, that work on yourself. Yeah, now, you know, you, you know. Look where our buddy Joab. Do you guys anybody notice where Joab was? I mean, I just saw. I don't go on Facebook yesterday. Yeah, I know. He's, his business is killing it. Him and his family smile so much these days. Yeah. I love seeing it, uh, and they've always smiled. But they're at a new level. I mean, he's jumping in the lake. He's up at Tahoe. Yeah. I know he's he's on a new vacation every other week. I mean, it's yeah. just like I mean, and we're you know the dude cranks it when he's when he's working, he's working. But here's the other thing: is he's he truly has mastered everything. He's truly mastered it, and he and listen, he's not done. He's got to keep his hands on on the on the controls, you know, to get through this. But the thing is, the guy can escape, you know, yeah. and, and get out, and he's done. I mean, when I when I say that somebody that I idolize somebody else for their actions, that's pretty that's pretty badass, and that dude's done way better than me. Yeah, yeah, and if you and if you talk to Joab, he'll tell you very simply. He put in the work. He had to learn how to operate his business to the point where he could leave it, um, and he had to learn to take vacations. I mean, we had a great discussion up at Air Force One about this this exact topic, man, and it was another one of those eye opening uh, conversations that we have. And uh, Joab, will, I, I know Joab, and the first thing he's going to say is put in the work, man. You got to fit. You got to get that part figured out. And and by work, I don't mean detailing cars. Again, I'm talking about figuring out yourself, figuring out your business, figuring yeah. out your systems, learning to scale that sort of. Thing is that is way more important than getting that nice shiny car done you know absolutely so here you know here's the other thing so when joab came to us in training i remember lecturing about this because he didn't have a lifestyle man i mean he was just cranking it you know he had a good life he had a great family great business um but he was he, he wasn't hitting on all eight cylinders so um at that point you know man i feel like i'm a latest day you know 911 gt2 uh dude in this in this area of of being able to escape and enjoy your family, uh, he, he 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 he's a damn a rocket ship. He oh, went yeah. past, past me. It's unreal. He got that aspect of his life dialed, and I'm glad he did because his kids are at the age to where they need it. You know, I, I kind of screwed up in that regards uh, regards that I was cranking it when my kids were little, and some by need, some by necessity, uh, so, some by ego. Uh, and, and some just environment, you know, 2008 hit, you know, it sucked. Uh, so we all had to crank it, but Joe Abbott's just, he's put himself in a place. You've put yourself in a place. I can name multiple people. It doesn't matter. But here's the deal is that all of you, when you start out at A, when you get to B, that doesn't mean that you go to Z. Yep. And there's a lot of people that want to take and leapfrog that. And you know what? It's great. Every once in a while, you're going to see somebody that gets extremely, lucky and it works 
even nine out of ten, nine out of ten, that only works for a certain amount of time and it collapses because you don't have all that those struggles. Believe it or not, we bitch about struggles. That builds you, man. Just don't do it for too long. Yeah, those, those struggles are where you're going to learn the most at. And that's uh, like, so I'll give you a good for instance, like right now. So I just bought a tire and wheel balancer and a tire machine. I'm getting into suspension and tires and wheels and stuff. Um, and man, it's been a huge struggle and a huge learning curve. Um, but I've learned so much about just tire, like stuff I never knew about tires and wheels and, and uh, suspension stuff. Um, I'm learning so much about it. Um, it's, it's super exciting to do, but, but at, at the same time, it is a huge struggle, um, going into that aspect of it and then having to have the tools, having to have the equipment, having to have everything dialed, you know? Um, but in the, in those struggles is where I'm learning that business and learning that aspect of how to operate it, you know? Um, and, I know and, you, and I know you think about it. Here's one of the things that entrepreneurs don't, or non-entrepreneurs that have been, one of the first things that enter your mind, okay, I'm going to add all this stuff onto it. What's this do to my insurance? Right. What do I need to do for workers' comp? What do I need to do because it changes everything? Yeah. The, average, the average person out there, and that's why, unfortunately, so many people fail, is they don't have that mindset. And they're not hanging around with the right, right people to get that mindset. Or they're hanging out with the right people and opening their mouths too much. Yep. You know, and not learning. So did you bake off of Bobby up in, uh, in Jackson Hole at all for this wheel thing? Uh, well, I kind of been watching him and seeing what he's doing and where he's going with his business. And it kind of gave me, once I got into the paint protection film and the tint, um, aspect of it, um, the tire and wheel thing was just like a natural thing. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with coatings and paint protection film because you're doing a lot of new vehicles. And so, um, I kept finding myself with, with clients, especially guys out here with trucks. They're always like, yeah, as soon as you're done with my vehicle, it's going to over this tire shop to get lift and wheels and tires or before I'm bringing it to you, I'm going to do the lift wheels and tires. And so that's when the light bulb came on and I'm like, man, I I'm the middleman. I need to be the guy on the front and the end. You oh, need to come to right. me for everything. Yeah. And right. so that's where, that's where I'm going with it is just to be that one-stop shop where you can just drop your new rig off. I'll do the tires, lift wheels, paint protection, film, ceramic coating, window tinting. Boom. You got your customized truck. Have a great day. You know? So give, give Bobby a call. Shout at him with the wheels yeah. and tires. You know, not not to derail us, but uh, just yesterday I saw uh, what Bobby's been up to. You know, he uh, he started a night shift at his at his detail shop. Nice. He's got guys, he's got guys coming in from like five to eleven to detail cars, and the customers pick them up the next morning. Yeah, we we had we had a we had a mafia member that did that. Oh god, back when the economy went bad and everybody's just working their ass off to survive is that they had a and they they really specialized in that so they would take and pick up the people's cars like when they're eating dinner and then it'd be sitting back in their garage when they woke up to go to work oh wow how convenient is that i mean it what was a great, that's cool. a great idea and 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 i can't remember it was a i, I think it was a father-son team this has been years and they they didn't they didn't stay engaged uh, really good people uh they 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 took and went a different direction in their business but when they first started going that's what got him going and uh yeah bobby's i mean you know there's so many there's so many innovative people out there and that have taken and, and you know learned the ropes both the good way the solid way and then by making some mistakes but the key is is that if you listen and you're properly mentored and trainable you're not going to make the big ma massive mistakes that can set you back a decade yeah. a decade you screw up this point and you go piss off, you know, okay, we did we did the whole 1099 contractor thing for that long, okay? So when we got legitimate, pretty quick, 
we didn't hire on and we were told i went to the state they advised us well we put our employees in the wrong category for workers comp well they came back like i don't know six years later and i had an audit and we got through the audit fine the part that we didn't get through was we had the wrong category of workers comp they made us go back and repay all that yeah they had to real pay all of it. it was like twelve thousand bucks and so you know what if you think that you're gonna you've got if you're gonna if you're going to be that person, you better be prepared to be that person. You know, if you're going to be the big roller is that, listen, if your current stacks around and rolls around and you do it the wrong way, enjoy it while you can, because it's going to be temporary. Yeah. You're going to legitimize. And again, <clears throat> all this, all this uh, throwing around all this mandate shit is that you're going to see they're going to mandate a lot more shit. And so for those that uh, think it's cool, well, just remember what, what, what you think is cool when they mandate you on one thing. When they start mandating another, it doesn't become cool, you know. And so be real careful who the hell you're putting in office. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up. This is pretty cool. Uh, I knew this was going to be powerful. Um, so, you know, here's the deal. I, I always tell the story is I hate to tell, tell you this. We, I've had a bird's eye view, you know, for training people and guiding people. And, you know, our group is far more than just about detailing skills. We, people have zero, most people have zero clues of what we're about. And we're really about turning people into a better people um, into friendship and then turning you into, you know, an investor and getting you to look at things as an entrepreneur, but getting you to look at things as a wealthy person does, even if you're not wealthy because you're going to become wealthy over time. And I can tell you this, most people have a freshman year. Your first year in business is not your freshman year. Your first five to seven years is your freshman year. Absolutely. You've got a bit. And then you might become a master if you look at all the master timeframes and anything that has mastership. You know, that seven to 10 year mark is when you start really dialing in. And I can tell you this right now is that keep your, I still, with all the years I've got, is I'm, I'm in groups like we are that I listen to Andy and Ed is that, you know, a lot of those topics I could be speaking on, but I shut my mouth and listen to them because they've got, they've come from different industries and they come from a level of wealth that I didn't start at. And so they understand where they're at and therefore they help me understand. You've got to find people that can help you through all the various on-ramps and off-ramps uh, on your on your highway to building your empire. And if you claim to be the master too soon, be careful. It's going to come back on you if you don't wake up and smell the coffee real quick. Speaking of, I smell some good coffee going. <laughs> you know, um, you know with, with, within the Detail Mafia, you know, we have a master status that uh, a handful of our members have, have earned. And uh, I like to point out to people, you know, we have about 175 active members of the group um, we only have 14 masters out of all of those, you know, this is not, is not something that's earned easily, yeah. you know, and, and the amount of time and, and everything else that goes into it, um, is very important. But the, the biggest part of it is, you know, sure. These guys are masters in their craft. They could teach what they know about detailing, but the biggest part of it is they have mastered their business and they've mastered their, their personal life and how it, um, how it is mixed in with their business, you know? 
Absolutely. Um, they've mastered their finances. They've mastered their vacations. They've mastered giving back to the industry. They've mastered giving to the group. Is yeah. When you become to that level is you realize really quick to shut the fuck up. The guys that really should be talking events and, and having circles around them, unfortunately, aren't usually the ones doing it. It's it's usually I look over sometimes and the the, the, the person opening their mouth the, the most is the first pers person that should be listening with intent. And yeah. What the hell up? Again, I'm a little this is something that's really I, I guess the reason why is I'm getting to the age where I put the street time in and, you know, um, I've seen, I, I, I mean, Rocky movie. I love, you know, Rocky came out when I was a kid, right? You know, I remember running through the mall, you know, afterwards and I was 10 years old and it was just so, and then you, you listen to, uh, you know, guys that, uh, David Coggins, that set, you know, the pull-up record, listening to the theme to Rocky, you know, the music, doing it. He's a young guy, special forces guy, incredible. If you haven't, if you haven't read the book, uh, Camp, Can't Hurt Me, uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of fact, I'm just starting it again. Uh, it's a great book. But David Coggins <laughs> is that I've seen Apollo Creed's really good friends of mine as 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 I've come up through the ranks and as Rocky went from world champion, heavyweight champion to helping his friend Apollo, you know, fight and they get killed by the Russian. I've seen too many people. I've got a whole herd of dogs coming in. You see, you see a <laughs> There's boomer. They're all in here. Um but I've seen all too many people die in the ring of entrepreneurship when they didn't need to. Uh, and, you know, that coach in the corner, you know, we know when to tell you to throw in that towel. We know when to, to, to stretch the guy out. We know when to get, you, you know, when you, you've got somebody up against the ropes. But unfortunately, a lot of times, a lot of you, you're up against the ropes and you won't even admit it. Yep. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Your your ego gets in the way because you've you you think you've established yourself and you think you've done this and you think you've done that. But at the end of the day, you know, um, none of us knows knows enough uh, to where we don't need any help or can't take any advice or can't learn something new. And and uh, if you can humble yourself to that level, um, you'll be a lot more successful. Um, you know, and and uh, and always, you, you know, one big thing I always try to do, like I said earlier, is always try to learn something. And, and uh, picking up reading has been one of the best things that I've ever done is just simply reading 10 pages a day, man. It takes me 15, 20 minutes. Um, but every day I pick up one little thing, whether it's in business, life, detailing, um, relationships, you name it, man. I pick up one thing every day that just helps me um, get that much better. Even if it's just this much every day, if I do that consistently every single day, guess what? I'm making this much more ground on you than you, than you are. Cause you're not doing nothing. You know, if you're not, if you're not learning, you're getting stupider. In my opinion, you're not, you're not evolving. You're not getting better. You're only getting worse because you're starting to forget stuff as you age, you know, that sort of thing. And so, um, just getting that much farther ahead than you just gives me that edge. And, and that's all I'm looking for is that one advancement. You just made a really good point too. Cause I, you know, I'm 55 years old, you know, uh, in, in this day and age, you know, I look back, I mean, I, I just, um, it, 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 it's funny because I've seen friends of mine. I'm like, Holy shit. They look like crap, you know, uh, that I grew up with, you know, and they haven't taken care of themselves. I'm one of them, you know, coming off this thyroid injury. I, I love that. My doctor the other day called it a thyroid injury. I said, what do you call it an injury? And he says, cause you, you screwed it up. I almost said the bad word. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it yourself. You did the damage to it. 
and nobody helped you see that it was damaged. It's like you going to the doctor for a broken leg. You went to the doctor for probably 15, 20 years and nobody, nobody witnessed that you had a, a damaged, injured thyroid. And it's sad because the first time I saw you, I knew what it was, you know, before I even did the test. But here's the point to this is that um, at, if, you, if you don't, I've got blowback from the way I treated myself building everything up that we've got. And it's not good blowback. You know, I've got, I've got, there's, there's, I went through a period, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say this at all, of counseling. I uh, didn't have to go on meds, but was real close, but I'm on natural meds, meaning I take, I take, you know, 20 plus supplements a day. Um, my point to all this is as you age and you're not careful to have those steam valves, you know, equipment have released, uh, releases for a reason. If you don't do the same thing to your mind, your mind, you're gonna, you're, you're not gonna be as healthy going into the years when you need it. And I can tell you this right now, is that my mind, there's things I don't want to deal with, and I don't. I don't have to, you know. And if I don't want to, I just, I just don't. And I tell people around me I don't want to. There's things that are gonna break me. I don't do that. But I had to learn that. And I'm, my goal is yesterday I had an e a text message. It's in the inbox uh, over on Instagram, Chris, if you want to read it. And some guy, some kid sent me, oh, maybe it was on Facebook, I'm not sure. But somebody just, you know, they paid me a really nice comment and said everything, you know, so thank you so much for, you know, what you say and you do. And I really, when I, when I get those, I mean, I appreciate them. I really do. But I feel guilty because I, I could do so much more. And he asked me, he goes, you know, at this stage in your career and your life, you know, what's your next business? And I said, um, I don't know. I said, I've got so many ideas. I said, I calculated it out. I share everybody in my personal life with me. He's like, I, a few weeks ago, I might map the rest of my life out. And I said, you know, Diane was really concerned. She goes, what's wrong? I said, I'm screwed. And she goes, why? And I said, because I got 75 years of shit that I want to do at five years old. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to make it to 120, 125 years old, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but here's the deal. How cool is it that it's that way? And I've got people in my life that are my mentors that are at, you know, 80, 85 years old. They're, dude, they're still hungry as they were when I met them 40 years ago. Their, their hunger is no less. Their game is no less. Their drive is no less. They've been able to balance themselves out to where they're a productive part of their dream at 80 plus years old. That's awesome. That's your goal right there. Yep. But if you screw yourself up, you ain't going to. And I'll tell you what. You can say, oh, you know what? Did I have business fail? I've been real lucky is that my I haven't had a business fail. I haven't had to shut a business down ever. Uh, is it luck? I shut my mouth. I listen to people. And I planned. And I wouldn't give up. There's a part of that. Some of you need to learn that. Your, your dream has become a nightmare. Yeah. And, and, and there's a difference. I'm not saying you can't salvage it. I'm just saying you got to be real. And a lot of people aren't being very real with themselves. Yeah. And you got to understand, um, you know, so I, so in, in detailing, I have had aspects of detailing fail or that I've tried and then decided, man, that's not what I, you know, where I want to go with this. And so you have to learn to pivot. Um, and in order to do that, you have to know when to make that move. And by having that education and that experience is when you're going to know to get out of it. 
Um, whereas, you know, somebody gets into, gets into an aspect and, and they've got so much money invested in it that they're just go, they just go at it until, um, it becomes a nightmare and they, and they can't control it anymore. Um, there comes a, there comes a point in time when something's not working or something's not, uh, what you thought it was going to be that, that from my knowledge and from my experience, I can, I can say, Hey, that's not going to work. We need to get out of that and pivot this way and go this direction. Or you see where the market's going. And like what I did with tires and wheels and suspension, right? I see where this market is. I see what's going on around me. And so I'm trying to get that niche of that market before somebody else does. Uh, And, uh, and, and to establish that one-stop shop before other, other people in this area realize what's happening and and can pivot on, onto that. And uh, you know, a good, a good example is, so I got into, uh, I bought a mobile detailing trailer um, and we got into mobile detailing briefly. Um, we still do it for bigger, v- uh, at things like RVs, planes, you know, things like that, but it didn't work for cars. Um, and it just, and it just was one of those things where I got into it and I realized, Hey, this isn't profitable. It's not healthy for my business. It's not something I want to, uh, proceed with. So I just pivoted it in a direction where it could still make me some money, but not consume me to the point where I can't focus on what's the, the foundation of my business, which is detailing cars. You know, you just nailed it. And let me, let me qualify. I've had the same struggles, dude. Even to today, I'll come up with, you know, double black. And I'll say, guys, I got an idea. And some of them just are really stupid ideas. You know? <laughs> it I happens. Mean, but some of them aren't. Some of them are really good ideas. Some of them are too time-consuming ideas. Those fail all the time. But, but you just nailed it, is that I don't keep throwing money at it. Now, let me tell a story where I did. 2008 hit, right? I've been able to market myself out of any trouble that we've ever had in any company. So, oh, it hits. And I said, I refuse to believe everything. I mean, everything's coming down around me, right? I mean, the whole world's collapsing, but I'm going to market my way through it. So at about $50,000, you know, our CPA is going, hey, you sure you just don't want to let your staff go and, you know, and put some of this money away? No, I've got this. Another $25,000. You sure you don't want to take and just let, you know, a couple of the guys go? No, I've got this. At $100,000 is he came to me and he goes, um, you need to face reality. Yep. We're going to be out of money in six months. And there's not going to be left for you to survive on. You've got this many staff members. You've got this many that it will take to support your company. So either you're going to go broke because of ignorance or you're going to have to face reality that this thing's really big. Whatever's yeah. happening is not going to go away. And I damn near could have put us into complete and utter destruction had I not listened to that time. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, letting people go. Um, I kept I kept my main man. He was here last week working with us. You know, I did not let him go. We figured it out, right, as a team. We figured it out. Everybody else I did, they didn't give a shit. They're there for the dollars. They didn't give a crap how good my family was doing. The fact that I was spending all of my savings, everything, everything I put away, everything. Uh, I was spending money from properties we'd sold. I was spending money from businesses we sold. I spent a lot a lot more than 100 grand. That 100 grand was just dumb money I threw towards marketing that went nowhere. It couldn't yep. go nowhere. That's what you're talking about right there is yep. what if – I would have just been a realist. You know what I put? I put emotions into the business. And at some point, you you know, I'm telling you, you got to watch out for style. I, I think a lot about Chris, you know, a great deal about Chris. We would go 
so far into the depths of hell to keep our, this all working, you know? But if I had a huge staff behind us, it would come down to this. How long can I keep Chris and I healthy? We're the heartbeat of this thing versus what these other people are doing. Right. And a lot of people don't like though to have those discussions with themselves. And it's, it means you have a heart, but you also have to have a mind and you have to have a brain and you have to, you have to listen. So there was my destruction story. It came real close. Yep. Pretty, pretty far into my career because none of us had ever seen anything like 08 since the Great Depression. Yeah. All right, final thoughts. So takeaways, Shane, a uh, couple sentences, you know, on, in regards back. Let's read that back <clears throat> for those that maybe missed it. Read this again. Okay. Unless it resonate. It says, uh, we all know someone who claims to be a master of their craft right after they get started. Maybe you've been guilty of it before. This is something you have to make yourself very aware of. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a cognitive, cognitive bias where you greatly overestimate your knowledge or competence in an area even when you have very little actual experience and expertise. Basically, the moment you think you get it, you're actually just starting to learn. This fake sense of mastery is exactly what holds so many people back from learning and improving on their craft. Real growth comes from the understanding that no matter how much you think you may know, no matter how good you think you may be, no matter what results you've been able to produce, you'll always have a lot more to learn and improve on. This is perfectly represented by the Dunning-Kruger effect. At first, you understand that you don't know shit, but as you take in a lot of information quickly, you start to get a false sense of mastery. Eventually, you start to realize that even though you know a lot more than when you started, you still don't know shit, which humbles you to the long and slow process of true mastery. I promise you this. You aren't as good as you think you are. Keep your head down. You have a lot of work to do to become a true expert. Okay. If you had one point, Shane, that you wanted to make on that, just one little point off of what you just read out that Andy said, what would it be? It, it would be to learn all the aspects of business besides detailing. You're already a detailer. Now you need to learn all the other aspects of it, um, from the marketing to uh, the payroll to um, developing systems in your business so you don't have to be there. Uh, you know, like if you would ask me five years ago to do this podcast, there's no way I'm not going to be at my shop first thing in the morning to get the guys going because I'd be so freaked out I couldn't do it. Systems enable me to do this, to walk away from my shop for hours, for days, for months on end, and know that at the end of the day, um, they're going, you know, my shop's still going to run and still produce the same level of quality. Um, so that would be my biggest takeaway uh, from what he says is, is it, it's simply doing the work and, and learning all aspects of business, not just the ones that you're good at. There you go. And even the ones you're good at, you got to get better at. Absolutely. So, Chris, what would be your one takeaway? Uh, mine is, uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it, but, you know, no matter how good you are and how much you know, there's always more to learn. Um I think that's a really key portion of that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it ties into what, you know, you and I kind of do for a living, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I totally think that's important to always, always be learning, you know, I like it. Mine is that, uh, you know, if, if you have this mentality where you're a master too early, it, it's, it's not only setting you up for failure, is that it's not going to launch you ahead like you think it's going to. It's actually going to set you back, way back. Uh, and if you're into rolling the dice and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't, well, good for you. But I can tell you this right now. Uh, the odds are that it's going to set you back and not launch you ahead. People are going to see through it, and yep. you're just not going to be able to get through 
where you need to get through from. So uh, pretty amazing. Dude, thanks for uh, – Shane, how, how do they check you out? Where do they, they go if people want to take in uh, – and go scan scan your scan your uh, social media and all that good stuff. Yeah, so if you want to friend me personally, it's Shane Mayfield on Facebook, um, Central Oregon Shane on Instagram. Uh, if you want to check out my business, it's Perfection Plus Auto Salon on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, there's Perfection Plus Auto Salon Ashland, which is my other location. Um, feel free to reach out, man. If you guys need uh, any help, I'm always I'm always happy to give you any guidance I have. Um, that's that's all part of giving back to the industry, man. And it's something I love to do. Yeah, well, this is part of it right here. You're doing it right now. So guys respect his time, you know, simple as that. You're going to, you're going to request his time, take care of his time. And, uh, well, thanks for joining us. So Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. Hey, babe, before we totally wrap up, can we pay a few bills real quick? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just want to circle back to, uh, you know, there's always more to learn. Right. And, uh, I do want to throw out there. Um, uh, we have six, uh, extreme one day training centers around the country and we have a, a training class coming up on August. 21st. So if any of you listening have uh, any desire to to attend something like that or know somebody that could benefit from attending something like that, uh, reach out to me or reach out to any one of the training centers. We'd love to uh, to have them join us. Yeah, we've got here in Southern California. We're going to have one here, Arizona. So up in Scottsdale at the Parkers. Uh, we have Mike leaving in the Midwest. Uh, so he's going to be in uh, Auburn, Indiana. we got Mike Smith in Texas. So San Antonio, Texas, we're going to have a one-day one extreme. We're going to go down to – this is our first one. We always have a, a mobile one. Last time was in Oregon. This time it's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and so we're going to have one there. We're going to have uh, – Justin's going to hold, host his down in Florida. And then Bobby up in the northeast, up in New Jersey, is going to host his. All the same day, uh, great curriculum, hardcore work ethics, um, you're going to learn a lot in one extreme day. We also have our five days uh, that we offer up. We're booking into January. And so make sure that you uh, think ahead because we are booked out quite a bit. So we want to thank all the sponsors. My, my gosh, if you haven't seen what we did up a couple weeks ago at Air Force One, so many great people came in um, and, 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 and fed us, uh, sponsored us. A lot of people don't know we volunteer for that program. Yep. Um, Diane and I pay for the insurance bill of it and uh, workers comp and uh, a lot of us donate uh, our time and our money to get up there but it's preserving a piece of American history I'll say this on the way out it was amazing that most the support that we got was huge with everything that um, you know a lot of things in our history is being challenged right now good or bad I'm not going to go into that um, but here's a team that was preserving good solid American history um, they're doing the right thing with these aircraft that if these aircraft weren't maintained by our team, um, I'm not the, the condition, they wouldn't last near as long. They wouldn't be around for future generations. And some of these, some of these aircraft we work up at a Boeing, um, they, they're one of a kinds. There isn't any more, you know, yeah. to back them up. And so I, uh, you know, to see these men and women work so hard on this is pretty amazing. Shane, you're a part of that. And, uh, but we want to thank all of them. Go back, check out the videos and stuff. If you haven't seen it, but hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for coming in, and uh, I think it was a great discussion. And I uh, hope you guys got something out of it. Uh, Rennie Dole podcast. You guys take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs>